Hello, hello. On today's show, I'm going to finally talk about Across the Spider-Verse, and you might just be surprised at what I have to say. For the return of In Case You Didn't Know, Mike says, sometimes you need to look in strange places. And Pat says, it's July 1st, so you know what that means. Welcome to your favorite live streaming, whatnotting podcast, comics and collectibles in the crawl space. As usual, I am your fourth or fifth, maybe fifth or sixth, I don't know, favorite podcasting host, Kevin. And I am not alone. We've got a full house. I'm going to actually let everyone know that Karen's here first today. We missed her last show. Karen's here. You want to give some kind of noise to uh, shout out to the fact that you're here, Karen? Hi. Impeccable timing, and that wasn't even planned. And then next up, we've got Patrick. Hello, everyone. And of course, last but not least, Mike. Hey, hey good morning, everyone. What's up? I, I I was I I spent the entire week just practicing my intro. So I wouldn't fumble it again like I did last week, you know. Got to keep that favorite podcast status or podcaster status going, you know. So, <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said, lots of teases that are kind of mysterious with the, uh, with the show today. But one thing that's not a mystery we talked about was we are going to spin the wheel to set up what the theme for cover combat five is going to be right right you want to start there yeah let me click all this stuff here add my wheel to the stream which i added it is it showing up for you guys oh yeah yeah sorry yeah that's one of those things you can't see when it's up okay (laughs) now let's hope it actually spins i haven't i haven't tested it well can we read the uh, possibilities before you spin it what possibilities are left Yes, we'll start at the top left. We have decade. So once, if that's chosen, then we'll spin a wheel of different decades and we'll pick from that, those 10 years, uh, universe or publisher. Uh, that's, uh, I guess we'll do the same. It would, it would, we'd list publishers and universes and then select from those, uh, teams, same thing, character of your choice. Uh, which that's the one I'm going. I'm, I'm hoping for a uh, random character from a list, which would sort of be like Cover Combat Five or Four, where we would all submit characters and then we'd randomly be assigned a character. Okay. And then artist of your choice, uh, similar to the last one, but this time you get to pick your own. You don't get stuck with somebody uh, like Francisco Matina. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that you're the only fan. So those are the categories. Okay, awesome. 
What are you right. hoping for, Pat? I'm hoping for, but it seems like it's our luck that it's going to fall on artists your choice. Okay. Because it'll be similar to what we just did. That's true. Yeah, that does yeah. seem like uh, we kind of get stuck in a kind of tight for a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. How about so you, Mike? You, um, yeah, character of your choice. Um, what's that? That would be kind of strange if, if uh, let's say you picked Superman and then, geez, you're putting all Superman books in. Right. Well. Yeah. Well, I think if we get character of your choice, I think when we talked about it. Uh, that character could just be in that book, but not there. But like, if you get Superman, right. it could be Justice League. It could be, yeah. Adventure. As long as Superman is on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, did you say what yours was, Kevin? Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, I'm actually leaning back towards the decades. I really like that. I guess I think that's my yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to say my least favorite one because then. <laughs> I'll then that's what it'll get. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We ready for the spin? I'm ready. Let's All go. right. Can we get a countdown, Karen? <laughs> so that the symbol was to start the spin. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't have this set for a sticky, sticky second spin. Wow. Oh, it's really going around a lot. We're still almost there. Oh. No, no, no. That's the one I didn't want. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Universe Came up slash publisher. Okay. So I guess we put universe slash publisher because it could be like the spawn universe and then image. That publisher those would be two separate categories right um yeah i don't I, I i don't know the details of that one i think i think that's one that you had submitted and i don't know the details so yeah whatever you come up with <laughs> yeah because like image has a bunch of different universes it's not one universe but then the dc universe is obviously one universe as opposed to uh, you know mm. and a and a publisher you know so that's why i differentiated that you, you you get it right, Pat? Sure. <laughs> right. Can you can you remove the thing from the screen? My uh, my yes. computer, everything is blank. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, so what we will do, <laughs> Mike's frozen. What we will do uh, is we're we've already decided we're skipping next weekend. I have uh, my youngest son is back from deployment, picking him up, up Sunday. Got a got a uh, big plans for next weekend, and uh, it falls perfectly right after the Cover Combat Four finale and now the Cover Combat Five theme reveal to give us two weeks to decide what books we want to submit to Mike, and then in two weeks will be round one where we will see the first half of the books and their matchups. Right, Pat? Did I say all that right? Uh, I think so. I'm I'm kind of stuck on how we're going to pick. It's going to be tough. Um, see you, Mike. Join us <laughs> soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's like uh, the, what I'm kind of hung up on is now, so are we supposed to submit 
choices are we submitting our ch- choice to Mike? Are we well, what Mike wanted to do was after we spun, you know, after what just happened, now we know it's it's universe slash publisher. <clears throat> yeah, we need to submit. We're either going to submit. I can't. It's too bad Mike's not here right now. We, But anyway, we're going to figure out what the options are like today. Yeah. And then, you know, he's going to spin who gets what. Yeah. And then we get we get that. So then on the next show, which is in two weeks, people will be learning two things what the universes and and publishers that are being used are as well as seeing the covers isn't that correct mike did you hear all that <laughs> i was completely i heard the end of it i, I kind of i get it so no show next week blah 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 i got it <laughs> well what were you saying when you What we were saying that you missed was, and and I'm kind of questioning it too, which Pat was asking and I was just kind of speculating, is you're going to figure out what those publishers slash universes are today, right? And and let us know, or maybe not today, but very soon, to let us know what we need to then search for over the next two weeks. So then on the next show we do... We're not only going to reveal the covers involved, but but that's also when people will also find out what universe slash publishers we're using. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ninety percent, ninety-eight percent accurate. I'm gonna come up with the idea of what the universe and and uh publisher is. I'm gonna submit that to you guys, and then you guys will disagree with it, and then we'll fix it, and then everything from there will be good. The same okay. <laughs> Yeah, well uh that's exactly yeah, my, mom, my mom's chiming in. She's excited about Max coming home too. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I was, the only part it sounds like I was wrong about Pat and uh, Mike, is that what you're saying? Was that you're picking instead of us submitting, essentially. You're just going to decide what they are. Oh, I was going along with what you said there because I'm fine either way. <laughs> I think for the sake of efficiency, you just pick them. Pat, are you good okay. with that? Yeah, and we're all doing different ones, or we're all doing the same? We're all doing different ones, right, Mike? <laughs> That's where this whole thing from the submission was confusing to me. <laughs> I thought we were all doing the same, but I'm fine with I'm fine with with either. You know, maybe we should have figured this out before the show started. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want that one because that's the one I had the most questions on. <laughs> but hey, we've I... got time. We'll sort it out. Okay, yeah. Let's yeah, just say that. Well, let's just say this. Since since it was my idea, <laughs> my thought process was we all get different ones. Okay. I think that would be more interesting. Yeah. Karen's chiming in that we should do all the same because that's easier. But yeah, I think what Pat is saying is more valid. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, I think it'll be totally interesting. Yeah. Because that's going to make them the most stark differences. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. And then, you know, we all know Pat's got in his back pocket an awesome, epic Cover Combat 5 logo just ready. He's just chomping at the bit. 
<laughs> no. Ratchet loves pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Universe Publisher kind of leaves me with no ideas whatsoever. Right. So. No, you know what that does? That gives you an unlimited amount of ideas. Okay. There, there's no limits okay. to that. Yeah, now that you say it that way. Hmm. Right? <laughs> All right, so that's cool, though. Moving right along, though. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, again, going uh, with our uh, traditional things here, Mike, we are back with, in case you didn't know, right? Yeah. Hey, go ahead, go ahead and stall for a minute. Oh, okay. Um, I have a story about this. I came up with this idea right around the beginning of, uh, of Cover Combat 4. And I knew I had all those weeks to prepare. And I had a little note sitting there with, you know, bullet points and all this. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So this morning when I woke up, <laughs> I put it all together. <laughs> I knew I knew what I had to, what I had, the pictures I had to get. I knew all the stuff I needed to find. It was just putting it all together that I did this morning. <laughs> so. I'm just glad you remembered in general. So we didn't mm. get get back into the heat of cover combat and forget again. So I'm yeah. just super happy you remembered. And, and I'm ready now. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Good. So the the mystery around this one, uh, where you have to look in strange places. Um, in case you didn't know, some first appearances aren't where you would think they are. So these are okay. kind of out of the ordinary first appearances for characters that we all know and are very familiar with. I like it. Like it. Yep. So, um, and and of these. I mean, I, I didn't think of it. Uh, we probably, I think between the three of us, I know of Kevin has one. I bet you Patrick has that one. Um, I don't have any of those. And Kevin has that one. Yeah. So I think Kevin might have two of these and uh, Patrick has one of them. All right. All right. So these first appearances, the first appearance of the crow is not in anything called the crow. Number one. Anything okay. like that. Uh, the first appearance of the crow is actually, these are out of order. Oh, no, I just lost that one. <laughs> I'm glad that I have these all. Uh... Oh, it's not even on here. Anyway, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't make it to the list. Anyway, it's uh, the back cover of Deadwood, or Dead World number 10, which I had a copy of it, but... Uh... It didn't it didn't upload so the second appearance that's his first appearance his first in-story appearance is caliber presents number one from january 1989 and dead world number 10 was november 1988 so there's so he, he's just i don't even know what dead world is yeah what, it's a zombie book okay that's why black and white zombie book from the 80s yep and all right interesting in this, uh, yeah, it's a, he's a short story in, in uh, Caliber Presents number one. Okay. 
All right. The next character we're talking about is Hellboy. And his first appearance is Dime Press and number four. And it's the cover only. And this is from April 30th, 1993. And then his. Yep. Did you know this, Pat? Yeah, it's a debated thing. There's all kinds of. Yeah. When it comes to first appearances, it's just. Yeah. This is an Italian magazine thing. And. He didn't really, he wasn't really Hellboy yet, but Hellboy yeah, yet. people consider this yep. first appearance. Do you have it? I, I do not have it. No. Being it's Italian and yeah, it goes for, you know, it's not super expensive, but it's hundreds of dollars. Oh, geez. Yep. So and he's then, not on the uh, inside at all, right? He's just on the cover. No. This is cover only, and it's kind of more just like a prototype thing. Yeah, and then uh, the next time we see him is in San Diego Comic Con Comics number two, and this Shut was August tenth, door nineteen ninety three, and it's a four page story, and there are only approximately fifteen hundred copies of this um, printed. Who knows? You know, Comic Con things like this. You know, my Baltimore Comic Con stuff gets trashed because I fold it and I bend it, and you know, so uh, and. You know, people don't care. They throw them away, all that stuff. But um, here's an interior shot of it. So it was uh, written by John Byrne, drawn by Mike Mignola. Pat, do you have that? No, I don't have this either. Did you know this, though? Yeah. Yeah. Daggone, I wasn't aware of that at all. Of course, I'm sure that... I'm hoping the next one up is the one that I thought was the first. Yeah, this is the one that you know. And this is the one that I'm pretty sure Patrick probably has. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. This, yeah, yeah. This is the most. This is the e- most uh, or the easiest to obtain, uh, price wise. Uh, so we've got John Burns Next Men number twenty one from December tenth, nineteen ninety three. So this is the one that I'm assuming Patrick has. Yeah, it's really the first actual, yeah, comic yeah. book. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, maybe if, if uh, you're not splitting hairs, yeah, this was his first appearance. So, yep. But even that's weird because. <laughs> yeah. What was he doing in the next? Month? Yeah. What happened in, in this next men story is uh, comic book characters were coming to life. So it's, it's sort of not really even him in a way it's, it's these characters coming to life out of a comic book. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. So the comics that characters were coming to life from in this book were fictional i mean like not obviously fictional but they weren't even comics that existed in the real world yes okay (laughs) yeah it's an interesting first appearance all right now this next one is one of the ones that i know kevin has so we've got the first appearances of spawn right and he first appeared in rust number one um, as an advertisement, and this is there were two different versions of this book. Um, this is volume three, so it's Rust number one, volume three from April 1992. This is the first cover, which I think this is the one that Kevin probably has. Yeah, and I'm mad because I used to have this one. This one is the uh, foil cover, and it was numbered up to ten thousand. So I think each individual issue was had a had a a number on it 
and this is the uh, I swear it's there <laughs> there you go that's the ad inside the back cover so that's you know the first appearance of spawn in an advertisement um and what's so oh wait is that the right oh and then uh we see this piece of work again on the cover for number two mm -hmm. so he just reused that work um what most people are aware of is the malibu sun number 13 from may 1st 1992 which is also considered uh so these are kind of his two first appearances but as far as i know they're not in story they're just kind of advertisement and cover awesome um, and then the last one i think kevin has this one too and this one is the one there's a lot of debate on this one um the first appearance of wolverine is in Incredible Hulk 180. <laughs> and uh, July 2nd, 1974. 181 was July 30th, 1974. And there you go. Wolverine's first appearance. <laughs> plain as day, oh. if you ask me. What's that? It's plain as day, if you ask me. Absolutely. I agree. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the, the cover. People would love the cover for 181 yeah. more. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway. all you, that's all you have to say is the first cover appearance. So would and yeah, and yeah. first cover appearance, first full story. Yeah, we've talked about this a million times. I mean, and but, with yeah. all of these, you know, it, it's, it's a great full, story. it's a full frame picture of him in he the speaks. <laughs> he has lines and has yeah, his name. <laughs> there is no reason not to consider this the first. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is what, uh, and even some of these, you know, it's it's where it's not just first appearances now they break them down you know now there's cameos there's cameo one cameo two which i was talking to tyler about with uh, eddie brock you know and then uh first appearance in an ad first appearance on a cover it's like geez louise where, first appearance is where you very first lay eyes on them you know what i think happens and i and, and i know you guys probably think the same thing too it's just someone goes to try to sell something and gives it whatever description they want to. And then if enough people, you know, grab on to that description, it, be, it validates it. You know what I'm saying? And then forevermore, it's a topic of discussion and argument and debate, you know? So, yeah. But whoever yeah. tried to sell 181 first and called that the first appearance of Wolverine should be... <laughs> Flat or uh, whipped, I don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, but it's stuck though, that's for sure. Yep, sure did. So, that's uh, and that is the in case you didn't know, keep an eye out for those covers in dollar bins because uh, that rust I found that in the dollar bin. Hmm. Probably not gonna find most of those in dollar bins though. Everybody kind of the stores know what they are now. Well, that was awesome, Mike. I didn't. I had. I was totally one hundred percent clueless about all of the Hellboy, except for the next man. I totally would have thought next men was the first appearance, and that I didn't even know that was a question. I didn't even know that was a debate. So that was awesome. And then I knew about the Caliber Presents for 
the crow, but I had no clue about that other one that, that yeah, I wish you had that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. I can probably, I know it's on my computer. Let me delete one of these. Maybe we ran out of room. It didn't say we did, but, uh, um, and, and this is, uh, there were variant covers for that dead world. Also, they had a tame cover and a graphic cover. So it was all zombie stuff. So, um, I have the tame cover. Because the graphic cover is graphic. <laughs> so this yeah, is... Case, sorry. If, if you're looking through back issues and you see... If you see any Dead World, grab them. Because I like to get those. I don't have all of them. So that is uh, the actual back cover. that James Abar signed that copy. It's one of the best copies I can find on the internet. I've never seen that ever. That's shocking to me. Wow, because I love the crow. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I have maybe like seven or eight issues of this series, and I do not have this one. So I'm always hoping to stumble across it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. that would that would be one that would get thrown in a dollar bin because, because somebody that doesn't right. know, like me, would be like, no one's gonna buy this garbage and then throw in a dollar or a quarter bin, even, you know? Yeah. Well, the only one you're missing out of there, and I shouldn't say you're missing it because it was your segment, but that I was hoping for or thought you might bring up is then is Judge Dredd. You know, it's the first appearance of Judge Dredd. Oh. It's probably not as exciting because it's just, I think that's a pretty simple, not argued or debated <laughs> first appearance. Um, I, I don't. That would have been a good one. Okay, so do you know this one, Pat? I'm just going to guess it was 2000 AD, but... Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, not not to guess. It's definitely 2000 AD, but the part that I'm going to guess is I think it's number five. It's like real early first mm -hmm. uh, volume one, 2000 AD, and it's it's a British publication, you know, so I should look that up. Mike, you can you look that up right now? Yeah. <laughs> course you guys should get these little computers <laughs> awesome that's a good idea i should get those all right what you got number two number two the second okay. issue of 2000 ad from 1977 yeah i've been chasing that one down for a bit yeah, that's, that's that one's gonna be hard because, yeah. like yeah. I said, it's a it's a British magazine yeah. sized book, and uh, yeah, I don't. Back then, how many copies were was it even distributed in the U.S.? Right, I don't think it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. 2080 is still rolling now. I sub to it now. It's in the thousands. Yeah, they're not playing around with the rebooting. You know? <laughs> I wish I knew that off the top of my head too. But anyway. That's a cool one too, but that one isn't as cool as what you said though, because that one kind of makes sense. It's a sci-fi, you know, kind of book, and Judge Dredd's in it, so that kind of makes sense, you know. Yeah, and uh, when I see 2000 AD, I automatically it's it, in my mind, and maybe it's not, but I just assume Judge Dredd is in every single issue. You're right, right. Or number one, because he didn't jump to number two. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be an interesting issue just to know what's in that. Because it does seem like in all 2000 ADs, Judge Dredd is the 
from cover to yeah. cover. Or yeah, he's he's the focal point. So what did number one focus? <laughs> We look at Detective Comics one through twenty six. Right. I mean that right. issue twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. That was awesome, Mike. Thank you for. Uh... <clears throat> the knowledge. Really appreciate it. Okay. They love it. They're rowdy today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We got all kinds of technical issues going on today. So anyway, <laughs> which is just a continuation. Right. I don't even know if that's on purpose at this point. <laughs> I think the button is stuck on Cor's computer on Karen's computer. <laughs> I was just gonna take that moment <laughs> talking about technical difficulties to talk about uh <clears throat> my whatnot experiences this week. I actually only had one show, but I literally tried to have three. Um, <laughs> but I find the only reason I had one show was because uh, yesterday I was I finally just threw in the towel and technical difficulties with my PC and just did a show old school on my phone, which uh, I used to I used to do all my shows at first on my phone until. I up I upgraded, if you want to call it that. Apparently not to uh, PC. And everybody was telling me during the show too. Hey man, what what camera are you using now? It looks much better. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I'm using my phone instead of the eighty dollar camera for my computer. You know, it's like the sound. I think was uh, still a bone of contention with people too. And that's that's the thing with. Do you notice that with most uh, whatnot feeds? It's like. Everyone wants to play music in the background, and then of course they're talking, which kind of drowns the music out. So then it gets louder when they're not talking, and then there's that. It, it's such a funky sound during every whatnot show. It seems, you know. Yeah. Except for the yep. super high tech people that I don't know how they're doing it. You know. I I saw a guy last week doing records, and it was great. I I watched his whole. I didn't watch it sit there, but I listened for his whole entire show. It was like he had thirty five records. And it was a giveaway show and his whole giveaway show was basically he was advertising for his wednesday show which he had i mean he had probably ten fifteen thousand dollars worth of records on the wall this, this was nice stuff and it was just a giveaway show every single record he put up and he'd give it away giveaway giveaway so i was like i'm gonna get a free <laughs> so but his, try, his whole thing try that. yeah i was gonna talk to you about it but yeah. he said he paid for shipping too so he paid it's like a free book or a free uh, record and they pay for shipping so it's 100 percent out of his pocket so yeah yeah no that's how all the giveaways work yeah oh, okay. I, I did two giveaways yesterday and yeah we pay for the shipping on both those. okay <laughs> i didn't know the giveaways were like that but yeah um, but he did it all off of his phone because i saw him pick up his phone and move around and holy cow if, if the, the video was good i don't know what kind of phone he has i should ask them and uh his audio was good and everything yeah so well, I've got new ideas for the audio next week. My sh my next show isn't until the sixth because of the holiday and Max coming home and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, it's definitely happening, and I've got mic ideas, microphone ideas for it. So it should be a good show. Um, and we had a good show yesterday too. Shout out to my couple of my favorites, Broton Proton, and uh, your grandpa were there supporting the show. And it's so funny they're they're on every single show. 
and chatting me up, which I love. They don't, you know, they, it's hit or miss whether they have a show that they buy or not, but they're always there. And then they're they're just like, you know, a, a cheer squad for me. Anytime someone comes in and starts buying like crazy, like we had a new guy on the show last night that uh, just started buying up. We had a good show. I didn't even send you the the dollar amount on that yeah. yet, but uh, but this guy just started buying up like crazy, and they were there, and they're like, "Yeah, go!" You know, it was it was so funny. It was funny. That's it was awesome. Great. It was great. I, I went till like twelve thirty because wow, that's part of the reason we were late today. But anyway, <laughs> so all right, but yeah. Got a little uh, sidetrack there, but are we ready to hear what I have to say about Across the Spider-Verse? Yep. All right. I think we are. <laughs> okay, so... I made sure I wrote this review down right after I watched it because it was last week, you know? Yeah. So I think I talked about on the show that uh, I was getting ready to do it the day of the show last week for my uh, wife's birthday. So wanted to make sure I didn't forget any of these riveting points. Uh, but here, here we have Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, technically part one. Oh, your grandpa's here. What's up, your grandpa? Your grandpa is ready for my review. Thank you. All right, so I'm going to start positive here, okay? So first of all, it's without question. The animation here is awesome. I think Mike has or, or did state last week with his review that you know, Spider this both the Spider-Verse movies have kind of set the bar for where animation and theaters is going. And uh yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's obviously excellent. Um for the most part, the humor and the lighthearted dialogue with these are awesome. And even the story overall is good. Okay. That's the positives, okay? <laughs> So my my first critique of this is I feel like this leaned into all of those things I said too much and lost sight of making an individual quality standalone movie. That's like my biggest number one beef with this. Like when this ended, I was bitter. I was literally, I was hot. I was like, are you kidding me? And I think everybody was bitter at the ending. <laughs> well, you know how I say all the time with all my reviews. Yeah, all, all my reviews always talk about how an ending can make or break a movie, right? I mean, maybe right. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say this to you guys. Yeah, your grandpa. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. Should I put up the spoiler alert for this one? I guess should I? I don't know. It's been out. Everybody's already talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I won't bother. But yeah, your and grandpa. Patrick saw it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Patrick saw it first, I think. Yeah. Did, didn't yeah. He? Yeah. Because he had that three or four movie weekend or week or right. whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, 
I'm gonna. So first of all, I'm gonna. What I started to say was, see, you two should have predicted that I wouldn't like this movie, based on the ending. Like, based on the ending, yeah. One of you two should have said, like Patrick, when you gave your first review, you just you'd have been like, oh man, we loved it. It was really good. Whatever your review was, and then said, but I don't think Kevin's gonna like it. <laughs> I think it's my, better not to. That way, you're not sitting there watching it, going, "What was he talking about?" You're you can concentrate on the movie and not on trying to guess what we may have said. That yeah, was perfect, that. Mike. That's a perfect segue. Okay. Ah, there we go. Your grandpa. Right. Yeah, your grandpa is chiming in. It hasn't ended though, so you can't be mad at the ending, technically, right? <laughs> your grandpa. Yeah, hold that thought for a minute. I'm gonna beat up Mike for a second because <laughs> that was a perfect segue with what you just said about how. It's probably good that uh, Pat didn't say that because I would have been, you know, thinking of that the entire time. Where the heck, in your description of this movie, Mike, when oh. you said the turn happened yeah. Yeah. and then it was no holds barred action from that point on, or however you described it, which right. one were you talking about? Because that that was a focus of me. Like I said, it's ironic you said oh, that. I didn't mean to that do that. A focus of mine. So every you were looking time for it. it started to get going, I was like, all right, here we go. No it? more drama dialogue scenes. Oh, we're rocking. Wait, another dry drama dialogue scene. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, here we go. Another, wait, another drama dialogue. It never ended, man. I'm telling you. Which which for, one, one were you talking about was the turn to you particularly? It was the part, and it, it was kind of, it's the part that really got me because I was bored. It was visually stunning, but I was just bored with the story because Bob. Exactly. It was a. Exactly. It was the point where you realized where they they showed all of the spider characters loss. You know, Uncle Ben here and 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 all this, all the losses there, and then realizing that Miles is going to follow that friend and it's going to be his dad. You know, it's like oh my, it was it just that floored me. And from that point on, I, maybe I just paid attention more. <laughs> so, I'm thinking that maybe what it was, because there was definitely two or three slow yeah. dialogue. All out chase, you know, the, the big the big chase where they're all after him. And, and, it was uh, awesome. That's where I totally yeah, it, figured we were never going back. Right from there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I don't I don't remember getting too slow. I mean, I know it, it kind of calmed down here and there. And then when you bring uh, the, the Prowler in, with that that music, I love the Prowler and how he's presented in this, and um, and the music. It's just those two together is probably my favorite part of both of both movies. Well, that, that was, was like, that was what it was. That was like the last scene of that. So that was like the last. All right. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It seemed like that was a half hour long. That whole thing because I was so. It may have been ten minutes. I don't know. Okay. Yes, yeah, this seemed. Yeah, this was a two and a. This is like, what is this, Pat? Two hours and thirty nine minutes or something? Yeah, maybe with credits. I think. Yeah. Man, this felt like a five and a half. I was so annoyed. But anyway, I, I got another positive. I actually forgot to mention. Spider Punk was awesome. He yeah. was, you know, and actually, I'm gonna give my. Uh, 
favorite line in this movie, which might be a little surprising because how simplistic it is, but it was just the timing and the delivery and just the build up to the one line that Spider Punk delivered. That as soon as that happened, it literally gave me just like, oh, that was so awesome. You know, I loved it. Was when, um, he, you know, uh, 2099 was essentially lecturing, you know, uh, Spider Man miles about his role in all of this and uh it was it seemed like miles was just kind of going along and getting along and he was just kind of absorbing the information and blah blah, blah and nothing was happening and then all of a sudden you know miles said no 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 i'm not having that that's not how this is going to work and however he went off or anything and then spider punk's just sitting off to the side he looks at him and he's like there you go and when he yeah. did that that was perfect. I loved it. Because yeah. yeah. With that was Core's first sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say that was Core's first introduction to the character Spider Punk. And yeah, that's that's coming out of it. That's he's her favorite character in the whole thing. Yeah, he's so cool. And it's so awesome during the entire time how he's like so resistant to be like a conformist you know he's punk you know <laughs> but while he's also being a superhero it was so funny but anyway um so your grandpa's chiming in with a comment he said here's my question if he's the anomaly he shouldn't be worried about saving his dad right because his dad wouldn't be a canon event in this world but only earth 42 where his dad already died so Okay, so I'm going to go back to what your grandpa... Your, thank you for that comment, your grandpa. I'm, we're going to get there. Um, yeah, 2099 shouldn't be freaking out on him. So the first thing uh, your grandpa said about how you can't judge this because it's not over yet. I, I, I go... That's exactly what I've been saying. Um, I, I'm kind of going to kind of interrupt the middle here with my rating. I'm giving this a 5.5. 5, 5.5. That's harsh. Yeah. And no, it's not harsh because it's not like your grandpa said, it's not over yet. So once I see the second part, I may come back and be like, oh man, this five hour movie is a solid nine. That might happen. I'm willing to, I'm willing to say that that might happen, but I'm telling you, and I'm not even done with my critiques yet, but I'm telling you, if I get and, oh, and this is, I'm going to say this before I make this statement. I'm going to bet, I'm betting right now, uh, this is similar to Wakanda Forever, where uh, if everybody remembers my Wakanda Forever review, it's poor. And the biggest reason is because that's a two and a half hour long movie. And I watched that on digital, so I actually timed it. And what was it? Do you remember what it was, Pat? It was like 17 yeah. minutes of action. <laughs> the rest of a two and a half plus hour movie was all drama, dialogue, storytelling, character building stuff that you can't, in my opinion, you shouldn't have mm -hmm. a two and a half hour superhero movie with that kind of drawn out dialogue, character building, drama. That That's just, I don't even, I think it's out of place. I mean, if I want that, I'll go watch a drama. You know, that's that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's what we're talking about here. But that's my biggest beef with Wakanda Forever. So then this to tag back into Spider-Verse, I'm going to predict this is the same way. I'm going to say tops. This had a half an hour action of action in a two and a, a two and a half hour plus movie. I'm going to predict now, which I obviously won't be able to confirm. Karen's, 
comes out on digital that this has tops half an hour of action. What's your prediction, Pat? I don't know because I didn't. I never even noticed that, honestly. Wow, Mike. Yeah, I would. No, I, I think half an hour is too short. I, I, I'd okay. say an hour. Okay. Oh, Kirk Corner's chiming in. What's up, oh, Kirk? Kirk? Uh, he's chiming in on Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda was reaching for other avenues. Shouldn't be a superhero movie. Exactly, Kirk. Exactly. I know you guys like Wakanda, though. Or did you see Wakanda yet, Mike? I know Pat liked no, it. No, I, I didn't see it. Well, we need you to see it. So, yeah. so we know that if we need we need to know if we're beating up on Pat or if you two are beating up on me whenever Wakanda <laughs> okay. comes up. So you need to see it, okay? All right. I haven't even watched Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. Everybody agrees don't even waste your time. Right, Pat? I do not agree. I want to watch like, it, though. You like Love and Thunder? Yes, I like Love and Thunder. <laughs> Man, I thought everybody didn't like it. Yeah, Kirk's I've been wondering where you were, Kirk. I guess you're—I I believe you're probably busy. Man, I thought you didn't like Love and Thunder too. Did we have a? I don't remember us having a passionate conversation. Maybe that's why I'm forgetting, because maybe it didn't have a passionate conversation. We might have seen it at different times or something, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, your grandpa's chiming in again. Uh, I tried watching Wakanda three times, never made it more than forty-five minutes. Got too bored. Exactly, exactly. Your grandpa beyond busy yeah exactly kirk we better stop on wakanda because this is about spider-verse i'm not even done yet and pat's gonna <laughs> that's gonna blow, blow a vessel in his forehead if he doesn't if he don't stop no, I'm just kidding. there's a lot of people that love wakanda it's it's just it's definitely i'd say a uh one of those love it or hate it movies you know that uh you know and this is the same thing here so anyway so that's like the big, big beefy beef part of this movie. Now I've just got my general movie critiques as well. All that aside, let's say this wasn't a whole long complaint, drama draw out complaint, part one complaint. Just, to, just here's where I here's my critiques for this story in general. Are you ready, Mike? Yep. Okay. Spot was awesome. I love Spot. Up until he got serious. Now he just he's like this convoluted kind of I don't understand what the heck he's doing, which I, I think is part of the uh, that's what will get your butt in the seat for part two. But, man, I love Spot until he became the super serious evil bad guy. I thought that, you know, not to quote you again, Mike, but the turn on Spot's character. Oh, man, I hated that, too. I was like, the heck what's going on with Spot? He's like. He, he was so funny and entertaining. And one of my favorite parts of this movie was the beginning when Spot and Miles started fighting. It was great. But then Spot checked out with being anything entertaining and just be, he just became this ominous, super baddie in the background. You know, I didn't care for that. Um, and then, um, Okay, this is this is what I said to again. I'm glad I put these notes down. To fix this movie regarding the ending, okay, this would be what I would have done had I been writing this movie. Okay, this would have been great and it would have been still an epic setup for part two if we'd have had a re resolution to what's going on with Spot. Okay, or we had a resolution. To what's going on with Miles' dad. 
and then they part two could have been them dealing with obviously what <clears throat> Spider Man 2099 is speculating is going to happen if Miles saves his dad. You know, he so in, in a in if this movie were good, Miles doesn't save his dad or he does save his dad one way or the other, and then you deal with. You know, if he did save his dad, obviously you're dealing with the repercussions that Spider-Man 2099 warned us about. If he doesn't save his dad, then his dad dies, then we still got Spot to worry about. There is so much. There, there's, there's so many different things happening in this movie uh, that you could have given us one to end the yeah. movie. That's so. You know, if there was one, if they resolved something, yeah, it actually, you know, okay, I see. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I agree with that. If they could have done something like that, it would have closed part of the storyline, give you some kind of closure on it, but leave the rest to string you through to the second part. That exactly. Makes sense. Exactly. All right, and then here I got a question for you, Pat. How is Miles going to have no problem escaping slash defeating hundreds of Spider-Man to get back to his universe, right? But then as soon as he gets there, he's blindsided by an, an himself. That doesn't even have any abilities technically like you know we spend what 20 minutes watching miles be a bad butt with every spider-man across the spider-verse <laughs> and then as soon as he gets to where he wanted to go he gets beat in a split second by a powerless person that happens to be him how the heck Pat, as soon as that happened, I was shaking my head like, <laughs> how, he's so awesome for that entire time, and now he's like, he doesn't have spider sense anymore, I guess, apparently, because he couldn't see that punch that knocked him out coming, right? Yeah, right? I don't, it's been like a month since I've seen it, I, I kind of wish I would have seen it, I kind of wanted to see it again before we talked about it this weekend, but I didn't get around to it, I can't yeah. remember the specifics, but there's, there, yeah, he's off guard, because he's, I, I can't remember if he didn't have spider sense or he's, you know, just because he's such an unfamiliar situation where he thinks he's back on his earth, but he's not. I don't, re I don't quite remember. Yeah. People were saying that he's uh, taken back because yeah, he doesn't realize Well, Oh no. What happens is he just came to realize that he was in the wrong universe. Yeah. You know, all right. Your grandpa saying uh, the part about spot. I kind of liked, uh, was he got trapped with himself, kind of like people can get trapped in their mind and completely changes who they are. That's fair, your grandpa. I, I just, uh, once he took a really, I think they could have done that with that character, <clears throat> excuse me, but kept it funny and lighthearted and entertaining, you know, the way he was at the beginning. He was, he was awesome, and he was actually holding his own with Miles, but in an entertaining, hilarious, kind of awkward, you know, way. You know, I loved it, so... But what, what your grandpa's saying is when he was like that, and then when he kind of got trapped within himself, it changed him. No, 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 I so, know. I, that's uh, Yeah, okay. I, I, I get that. I'm just so saying. He yeah, he couldn't stay lighthearted and, and funny and all that. Right, but I'm, yeah, I'm, what, all I'm saying is they could have done all that. Right. But for our sake, however it changed him, still could have been lighthearted. That's all I'm saying. You know? No, I don't. <laughs> like in the beginning he was just a joke and he was mad at miles right so right. Uh, here i am rewriting the movie so he he goes inside his own mind so he can still be ridiculous uh you know a joke 
and still mad at Miles, but now he's, you know, decided we don't even know what he's doing, but whatever he's doing, he still could have decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to do and still done that. That's all I'm saying. You know, I understand you're saying that's how he changed. I'm just saying I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what would be great is if, if we had the option when, when these are on digital that we had the capabilities and I'm sure what people do, we don't, but you can kind of do, it's like, you know what? I created my own edit. Here's the Kevin wow. edit of Spider-Man. <laughs> That'd be kind of Yeah, neat. people can definitely do that. I would love to have those kind of skills. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So anyway, um, <clears throat> next beef. When Gwen's dad has her cornered, you know, and he's like, he's got his gun pulled on her, right? Mm-hmm. And and she realizes the only way out of this is to reveal that she's that you know her his his daughter right. Mm-hmm. Tell me which dad in what universe and don't say Gwen's dad in Into the Spider Verse. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't say it. But tell me what dad in what universe, whenever she revealed she was Gwen, would have stuck to his gun and and the way he was in the movie, no pun intended, stuck to his guns and been like. No, you're under arrest and starts reading her rights or whatever he does. But he's still threatening her and he's going to arrest her. As opposed to what I'm saying, 100% of all dads that love their daughters would do. Which obviously he's he loves her, he adores her. As soon as he found out it was her, the 100% in my opinion, knee-jerk reaction for all dads would have been what? Anybody want to hazard a guess here? What would you have said, Pat, in that situation? I mean, it's, it's, you're talking as a parent, or yeah. you're talking, you know, a it's his job. You know, you don't know how seriously he takes his job. You assume he takes it seriously, right? Very seriously, right? That he's not going to break the law and let her go, right? You know? I, I'm not saying let her go. I completely agree with that. So definitely anyway, wouldn't order at gunpoint, though. So here, here, let me just pull this off. Uh, pull this bandaid off. Kevin edit. Yeah, here's the Kevin edit. <laughs> and we've the reason I asked you particular Pat is because we've talked about this before. Talk to each other for five freaking seconds. All right. <laughs> she takes True. off her mask. He should have said he should you know. And she told him, "I didn't kill Peter." You know. So she takes off her mask and says that his his dad first question would have been well what happened then not not no we're, we're you're going in or i'm gonna shoot you because he's got his gun on her what come on yeah i agree with you i was not um now that you bring that up you know that was closer to the thing i forgot all about that um, yeah <laughs> i i agree i was not I, I didn't think that was a good uh reaction on his part I wouldn't. Have See, done I could buy him being a jerk if they played him his character as a jerk all the way up to that point, but they played him as a he adores Gwen the entire right. movie, and then when he sees it's her, he can't then take a minute to ask a question to rethink things, you know. Yeah. And I see what you're saying, Pat. I, I would agree. He'd still probably have to take her in but then maybe maybe kind of like anakin did in clone wars with ahsoka you know take her in even though he knows or feels like she's innocent but he's still got a due process you know something like that but but 
they may and, have done that to allow for his i guess evolution to how he was close at the end you know where he realized he, yes uh, he he did kind of redeem he did kind of get redeemed a little bit at the end but yeah. it doesn't yeah anyway so i hated that scene okay <laughs> and then i liked india spider-man he was pretty funny does he have what's his name does anybody remember I don't remember his name. I think he just had like the first issue of his own series just came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, what's up with him having yo-yo string spider? You know, I thought that whole thing, while funny and entertaining, it didn't make sense for him to be a Spider-Man if, you know, with that yo-yo thing. And I know that's a whole, you know, trying to, you know, incorporate, you know, culture with Spider-Man, which... Like I said, it was entertaining, but that didn't make sense to me. So I'm like, what? Why isn't he just swinging around? You know, like a Spider-Man does. Why does he need this yo-yo whipping action? It's like, you know, I felt like it was like what we talked about uh, recently with Spider-Man. It was like, go web, go. He's like, had to go yo-yo, go. It's like he's throwing this yo-yo thing around. But you know, I didn't, I didn't, I liked that, but also thought that was you know just goofy, goofy. And didn't fit in how they, and that's okay. And then this is my last thing I'll say about this then. And you did get a little bit of this with the first one. And that's something I definitely want to do when this comes out on digital too, is I want to check out into the spider verse again, and then watch this pretty much immediately. Cause another thing I felt like, uh, in the first one, it had a good balance between kind of goofy fun, however you want to describe it, seriousness this i think lost itself in i think honestly the biggest thing is this one was trying to be like the first one and failed i think this one does not hold a candle again first half of this one does not hold a candle to how good the first one was you know (sighs) so like i said i said 5.5 i think i actually said 5 5.5 and two you know Stay tuned though, because that might change once I see the rest of the movie. Um, but but in, if I'm gonna rant for another half hour when this second one comes out, if I get more than half of it, drama, dialogue, character building, I, you know this. Again, my beef. Not only the ending is my beef. Second thing is. I feel like all the character building drama dialogue we got in this could have been done in a quarter of the time. Same thing again there, you know. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, for all, all three of us, I'm sure, obviously, we're all going to watch it again to see if the second time around we're kind of more, you know, if, if, if we like it a little bit more, if, if you if you change on the second viewing. You know, yeah. There's we'll so see. much to take in. You know, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, expectations. Yeah, I could see that. So hopefully you guys will come to agree with me more once you watch it again. I get it, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like probably what killed this movie for you is splitting it into two parts. You know, it was initially supposed to be a single movie. So when they split it in two, they probably had to add more stuff that you don't like into wow. it. So, so and, yeah. you know, and if you don't like the, are you saying you didn't like the ending because it was a cliffhanger? 
or because they didn't resolve anything. They didn't resolve anything. That was my biggest beef with it. Give me one resolution to what you just built me up for two and a half hours to, you know? (laughs) Probably because (laughs) they were intending to resolve everything in one movie, you know? Mm -hmm. So they they broke it in half. You know, it suffers, I guess. Yeah, you're right. So then once the second part's out and you can absorb the entire thing, part one and two together, it might... Yeah, it might yeah. be. Enough. Yeah, but there's pluses and minuses there because there's a lot of stuff that was added that you know potentially you, wow. you didn't think you needed. You know, right? So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I missed or forgot about any comments. Karen, can you think of any that you need to put up that I didn't? Um, kind of, I said, hold that thought for a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, if I, <laughs> your grandpa was saying, if I had another kid, I'll name him Hobie. Yeah. What was? Yeah. Oh. Hobie, that's spider punk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's 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 he obviously loved spider punk and Hobie, but that remind me of the next thing. That's this is my reaction, man. Patrick, I just need us to see eye to eye on on one thing with this movie, please. Okay. <laughs> Did they, did they, or did they not? Oh, you like Love and Thunder, too. This is my biggest complaint with Love and Thunder. Man, they took our beloved Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and made him a pink robe-wearing, baby-carrying joke the entire movie. He did not have one even remotely pseudo-serious or awesome moment the entire time he was the butt of the joke, which is my complaint with Love and Thunder, too, is Thor's the entire, the entire movie is butt of the joke. Um, and that's what I felt like with Peter Parker too. I mean, what I get when he first got there, um, you know, maybe he caught uh, Peter on a day he had to babysit, uh, you know, and I laughed when you first saw him in the robe. And of course the baby was adorable. No questions there. Right. She was great. Right. But later he's still in a pink robe and he still <laughs> wants to take the baby with him. Yeah, but he was the butt of the joke in the first one too. He had his. He was. He was. The, he was not the not the savior, but he was a hero at the end. Though he, he had his he had some heroic moments. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. He, you know he's part of the team to rescue Miles at the end of this too. So he could potentially have his hero moments yet again. But he's in the dad fighter man now. The, yeah, in his pink robe with the with the baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and also, too, I'm going to actually push back a little bit more on that when you're saying he was the butt of the joke in the first one. He didn't. So he, his evolution was he was super depressed and downtrodden. Then he kind of became a joke. Then he was heroic. You know, he kind of had an arc that started with him dark and kind of he had kind of thrown in the towel. Remember at the beginning? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't the, he was, definitely wasn't the joke from the start. This one, he's a joke from the start. He's continued to be a joke. And unless he takes off that robe, he's going to continue to be the joke. And leave the baby home with Mary Jane. Although, I love that baby. That baby was hilariously awesome. I can't say how much I love the baby. Or I can't tell you how much I love the baby, too. It was great. So, And that's the thing that... And, you know... I, get, I think I've said this is the last thing I have to say like five times. This is... is it, maybe this is what happens to me in movies, too, Mike. If you really do awesome things that makes me love it and then lets me down, it, it, it's worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this was mediocre with a bad ending, I'd be like, no, it's a seven, whatever. But this is 
like I said, the art, animation, overall story, awesome. Obviously, I love all Spider-Man stuff. It's awesome. And then you're going to let me down. That's what makes, you know, that's what I'm speculating. You know, this has this, yeah. you know, effect with me, you know, so. Yeah, because you, you're looking at it and you see the potential and yeah. it just didn't reach the potential you thought it could. So that, that was the Makes letdown. it worse. Yeah. So. Yeah, but if there was never any potential, it's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. You know, and I think this is the first time I've ever done this on what Kevin watched. I like to build up to the ending. Okay, we started backwards. That's what I, I just couldn't wait to get to that. That's why I automatically wanted to put it first. But I actually watched two other things. Um, and it's probably a good thing since I've been talking about this forever that I actually did not get to the finale of Silo. Um, I did well, watch wait, last night was episode nine, right? No, last night was finale. Last night was 10? Yeah. Are you reading that? Yeah, yeah, your grandpa. I was, I was thinking you were going to say something, but your grandpa just commented again. Spot started as a joke and ended as an evil villain, so he's got more of an arc. Just saying, you're right, your grandpa. Sounds like I'm, I'm having a hard time deciphering whether your grandpa liked it or not. He agrees a little bit of I stuff. I think he liked it. He's, uh, yeah, it sounds like he uh, probably majority likes it too. But anyway, yeah, I think he liked it. So anyway, um, yes, the finale was last night of Silo. Episode nine was last week because I watched episode nine last oh, week. Oh, okay, that's yeah. where I'm stuck. I'm, a, I watched eight, so I'm two okay. behind. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I'll, I'll basically review nine with ten, but uh, it, 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 nothing nothing spectacular same kind of thing but once i see the finale next week or two weeks from now i'll i'll do a full okay. review on the entire season yeah. of uh silo or the last two episodes and recapping the rest and then uh, i didn't get to uh secret invasion either i wanted to try to get it last night this is what happens whenever everything drops at different times and especially if they do it later in the week with our show on saturday you know it's i can't get to it all you know uh your grandpa's saying he had to give it a hard time uh, he loved it. Just mad to have to wait for the second part of the story. So, okay. Yeah. He loved it. So he's, yeah. he's, he's more on track with y'all. It's okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I didn't get to see secret invasion cause it dropped Wednesday and, uh, uh, I wanted to, I started, I actually did watch the first 10 minutes last night, but then my wife's like the new episode outlanders out. Can I watch it? And uh, since I love her so much, I was like, of course, you know, so <laughs> did you watch it, Pat? Are you up yet? Yeah. I've watched both episodes now. Okay. Mike. I watched the first episode last week. Okay, nice. Okay. That's after the show. So, Pat, um, what what do you think so far since uh, I don't think we – you didn't see any of it yet, so we didn't get yeah. your opinion on any of it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I thought the second episode was really good, I'm, but um, not much action, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> spy intrigue type drama stuff, so may not end up being your thing. But you, if you know that going in, maybe that changes your opinion of it. I don't yeah, exactly, know. exactly, exactly, Pat. Because guess what? Guess what else this show is lacking? Entertainment for me. I didn't enjoy episode one. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Superheroes, yeah. right? So yeah, if it's high <laughs> intrigue, drama, mystery, and if I know that's what, I'm, like you said, if I know that's what I'm in store for, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, with, with optimism. Uh, episode one and what I saw the first 10 minutes of uh, episode two uh, it definitely seems like it's continuing that trend so 
yeah, it's it's totally uh, what I was expecting kind of thing. So I'm I'm liking it. So we'll see. Yeah, I think there's some uh, above average writing dialogue going on between characters, especially in episode two. There were some really good scenes. So okay. Yeah, I may have to rewatch episode one. I think what it was kind of a victim of. I really wasn't in the mood to watch it. Emily really was. So, but it's like I wasn't in the mood to do anything. So I was like, okay, yeah, fine, we'll watch it. So she was all into it, and I just really wasn't. So maybe that's why I didn't. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Um. So it sounds like maybe I need to revisit. In this, in episode two, they kind of give the. Uh... Uh, the out as to whether why and whether there's no superheroes in this so ah okay <laughs> well I did like the intro to episode 2 kind of uh, flashing back which I thought uh, let me ask you this so in, at the beginning of episode 2 they flash back to Captain Marvel yeah. where, they, where they show how Nick Fury and Captain Marvel came to find the scroll these main scroll were focused on for secret invasion and then kind of explains how we got to where we are with it so i was thinking though why they wouldn't do that in episode one though do you have a speculation on that pat uh i'm not sure Nah. it, it, it is funny i i noticed and i commented to valor yesterday that uh they obviously because of money they talk about Captain Marvel. They talk about Coulson, but they don't show them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I wasn't done yet. So <laughs> that was just a uh, get rid of those real quick. But these, I'll keep these brief. I, I did want to point these out, though, because these are both positive. I watched Finch on Apple TV. Sorry, another one you can't see, Pat. Tom Hanks. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. I feel like I say this once an episode, if not every other episode at the least, that all these epic movies with great stars that you never heard of, right? Um, but this is uh, Apple TV original. So, uh, yeah, unless you get Apple TV, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how you're going to see it. But anyway, um, of course, Tom Hanks and... and Tom Hanks is in this and only Tom Hanks <laughs> aside from uh, you can see on the poster here uh, there's a robot to his right named Finch and that robot's name is Finch and then his dog to his left which right now uh, my, my memory of course is failing me again can't remember the dog's name uh, but uh, this basically takes place in a you know post-apocalyptic future this is a mix This is you ready for this crazy mix of imagine you mix Castaway with I Am Legend. Okay? <laughs> That's what this movie is. And if that doesn't sound good to you, you're wrong. Because <laughs> I love this. And I, I'm even going to give this another plus, too, that I watched this. I was dead tired. I was having to fight sleep the entire time. Seamus, the dog's name. Karen's chiming in. She's saying Seamus. Is that the dog's name, Karen? I'm assuming. Um, but anyway, you know how usually when you're battling sleep, when you're watching a movie, that's usually a negative, right? Right. But this, uh, Karen's saying, yeah, that's the dog's name. So anyway, um, but man, <laughs> I was so miserable that I couldn't, couldn't stay as focused as I wanted to because I was thoroughly enjoying all of this and... I'm not crying. You're crying. 
when you watch the end of this, okay? And and I'm not one for feeling those feels too. Uh, yeah, your grandpa. This is uh, thanks for mentioning that. This is from 2020, I believe. So um, anyway, I'm not a. I don't like emotional endings. I, you know, I don't like to go there and stuff. You know, but man, this this hits you in the feels. And it's one of the very few times where afterwards I was happy I had those feels. So this is all over the place. So check out Finch on Apple TV. Uh, Pat, get Apple TV. (laughs) I think I have a free trial from something. Okay. Red card or something. So I'm going to have to like activate that some weekend and just watch everything and get caught up. Make a list. Or just get one of your family members an Apple phone, and then you get it free. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yes, you do. The only reason you don't is because that's through work, right? Oh, Karen's saying it's 2021. Sorry. Yeah, but the rest of my family has Apple phones. Then you have it, Mike. I'm telling you. We Oh, we definitely have it, but I thought we were paying for it. No, I it's, it's included with your it's Apple bill. Fun. Yeah, and it might be. I I don't deal like you said. My work, I have a work phone. So, uh, Mike, focus. Don't say it might be. I'm telling you, it is. Emily deals with all that. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. And then lastly, (laughs) well, maybe it is, but we're just stop saying maybe, Mike. I'm telling you, it is. (laughs) It is, but maybe. You just didn't know before because... that happened. We were signed up and paying for it, so we might be paying for it. Oh, amazing. that that's a fair, so. that's a fair speculation. Okay, like when fair. they bundled, we got Disney Plus, and then all of a sudden they want to bundle it with this, this, and this. I'm like, wait, why don't I have these? Because I have this. I did so that exactly. That's, that's a perfect redo. That's a perfect example. Yeah, when we got Verizon, we got Disney Plus included free, but I still continued to play pay for Disney pay Plus for myself for a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. You're right, Mike. Okay, fair enough. I'm making note. I'm going to check that. Okay. Man, if I'm wrong on that one, man, that's going to be a beatdown. <laughs> all right, and then lastly, I watched For All Mankind, and this is on Apple TV as well. And I started watching this because season three premiered. Season three. Yeah, exactly. I was like... There's a sci-fi movie that looks cool and a season three's premiered now. Man, so I wanted to get on board of this quick, uh, see if it was any good. Uh, so, of course, I started with season one, which came out, you know, three years ago. And uh, this is very interesting. This is pseudo true with fictional elements, at least as far as I am. I'm only in, I think I'm in episode six maybe five or six and all of it is essentially real events with a twist okay so the russians beat us to the moon okay okay and then we go to the moon again and then the russians are going to the moon so where we currently are we have a moon base and the russians have a moon base and this is the 1970s so um this follows a lot of just like we remember it from the 70s you know not only out of the you know space travel nasa campaign but in the nasa campaign like like it's like i said it's 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 really 
oddly cool in my opinion how this is, is this movie just feels so normal with everything it does for you that you know about NASA and moon and the moon landing and and everything from the past while also doing a bunch of different stuff like Ted Kennedy is the president instead of JFK. Mm, okay. So it's all like real but not. You know that's what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like an Elseworlds type of thing. Where... Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm thoroughly enjoying this as well. Uh, I'm, I plan on binging all through uh, three seasons. And, you know, if you watch this, Mike, uh, if Pat ever gets around to it too, you may be like, wait, Kevin, this is, there's not a lot of sci-fi going in, which seems to be a little uh, contradictory to my reviews, you know, looking to what I think I'm in store for when I watch something, which I was expecting total sci-fi, but this is as much kind of life drama. It's kind of, I'm going to use like uh, kind of a walking dead correlation where, you know, the zombies are the backdrop, but the true real stories about the people's experience in this world. Right. <clears throat> that's kind of how this show is, you know, the whole moon landing and NASA and everything that's going on is in the backdrop while we deal with everything else, you know? So yeah. This is very interesting to me. Big recommend to everyone. No, no uh, negatives on the uh, the B movies or B shows for me today. Both uh, Finch and For All Mankind on Apple TV. Check them both out. They're awesome. Can't get enough of both of them. And uh, then uh, that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got for what Kevin watched. If that Amazing. isn't enough. Well, that that was almost that segment was almost as long as the Spider-Man movie. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. Uh, uh, so yeah, stay tuned for my review of uh, the entire season of Silo. Uh, just focusing on the last two episodes uh, in two weeks, and uh, and then we'll be on episode four by then for uh, Secret Evasion too. So. Mike, you need to be caught up on that too. So. That was the uh, okay. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what? That was the okay. It's not going to happen. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's your single. Okay. I have two episodes of Silo to do. Um, I've got. Uh, I've made notes here. Finch. And for all mankind to do those, those look really good. I want to watch those as well. Yeah, I I can't wait. I've I've actually told my wife every day to watch Finch. I can't wait to talk to her. I can't wait to talk to somebody about it. So you know, yeah. If you want to, either one of you get on that for me. I need. I need, I got some venting, positive venting. <laughs> I need to do. But I don't want to spoil it. I definitely don't want to spoil it any more than I already kind of told you about it. So. I'm going to guess one of the three people in that poster dies at the end. <laughs> three, Boyer, characters, come on. three characters, not people. <laughs> all right. One of them, two of them, all of them. All right, Pat, try it out. See. <laughs> there was a movie I watched. I may have mentioned it to you guys. It was a werewolf movie, and Emily came down. She made some predictions. She's like, ah, that person's going to die, and that person, and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, okay. Which ones? Which ones died? I was like, all of them. <laughs> like, all right. So we ready to get back to some comic books now? Yeah, let's, let's do go. this. 
All right, yeah, sorry, sorry about the length of that, but you know, I, I try to keep them when they're that long, uh, few and far between. But you know, I can't help myself when it happens; it just happens. So here we go. Right. All right, what do we got? All right. So, take three. Here are the covers for 10 books coming out this Wednesday, July 5th. And they tell the group and our families selected our three favorites. And we'll start off there with Spawn 343 by Kibar. I've never heard of that artist. Interesting. Nice, me neither. Um, then uh, Venom Lethal Protector 2, number 5, Philip Tan. And I love the, the Doctor Doom. That, after seeing this, I was like, dang, now I want these. <laughs> with the other four. Um, that, next up, X-Men 24, another one of the Mark Brooks corner box variants. Then Marvel Zero, number 1, Patrick Gleason. Uh, this is a one-shot, and this collects the... 2023 free comic book day spider-man books so these are ah. all kind of those okay um then we have daredevil number 13 by steven mooney thor annual i guess number one or 2023 that might be how they're numbering them now uh by george perez captain america 750 another george perez and then uh, extreme venom verse number four lionel francis Yu. Night Terrors Ravager number one by the Francisco Matina, a legend from Cover Combat 4. Maleficent number three by Jay Lee. Man, this is a great week, in my opinion. It's an epic week. What say you, Pat? I do not share that opinion. I agree with Patrick. I struggled. I was like, Man. are you serious? I, I, had I, went through, I think I had four. And then I was like, come on, man. Well, I was, I was shocked that that Extreme Venomverse wasn't uh, Scotty Young, first of all. But when I saw that, I was like, what? But uh, oh. yeah, that character is very Scotty Young like. Yeah. And then you've got Venom Noir back there, which I think would be, be cool if his tongue was. I might just wipe that out. <laughs> Well, I was I was uh, distracted with Marvel Zero. Can anybody guess why that cover, which I like, I like the cover, but it's a little distracting for some reason for me. Can you guess? No idea. Are yeah, it looks like eye eye? yeah, it looks, and their faces are so close. You know, Spidey does that drop down kiss thing with Mary Jane. You know, <laughs> what are they gonna kiss? Come on, you know, why are they so close, grinning at each other? It's, yeah too intimate of a moment for me you know i was just joking i thought it's because spider-man was upside down oh no 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 guys yeah, I, I didn't even yeah i i the, the kiss was so distracting i didn't even notice that pat or the <laughs> or the possible kiss i don't know but at least anyway. there's no tongue yeah <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. But yeah, Mike, you said there's four of them. I, then we uh, establish as long as there's more than three, it's a good week, right, Pat? Yeah, I struggled to get the 
my third choice. Okay. So there, that makes sense to me. But yeah, Mike, if you got four, that's a good week. You did a good job, Mike. Thanks. Believe it. <laughs> and and then I think the uh, the picks that kind of went around my house, you know, were so diverse, you know, that wasn't, uh, the, which happens typically in my houses. There's two or three that are popular, you know, that are consistent amongst us all. This, it was kind of all over the place with my, uh, my house as well too. I thought I, so I took that as a positive. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of good ones here. I, I could see that why they picked that. And I see why I picked mine, of course. So anyway, I yeah, like, and I guess as long as every cover gets at least one vote, then, then I, I, I guess it was a good week. Yeah. That happened this week. Every, every cover had a vote. Okay. Awesome. Good. Exactly. And there yeah. have been weeks where covers, one or two covers didn't get any. Yeah, that that's what you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, all right. Uh, we'll start off with the third place cover. We've got Maleficent oh, number no. three. I did. By I noticed, I, sorry, I just I noticed that I screwed up the date on that graphic. Oh, um, you said six twenty eight. I yes. didn't change it from last week. It's gonna be the fifth. Yeah, the fifth of yep. July. Yeah, no, it's Russian. Too quick. Yeah. All right, sorry about that. Go ahead. Well, Nobody I didn't knows it for me. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone. Oh, no. Did you say the fifth of July in your uh, in your monologue, Mike? I think you did, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So anyway. Jay Lee with uh, Maleficent number three. I loved this. I picked this. Um, you don't like this one, Pat? Yeah, Pat likes this. Oh, Pat, you're muted. Yeah, sorry. It's this was my. Uh, added, I had to pick a third one, so this was my oh, last so one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like know, I'm really, yeah, exactly. I'm really enjoying like the you know when it has. There seem to be a lot of covers that seem to be doing this kind of thing. You know, a big bright color in the back as a backdrop. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. I liked it. So anyway. All right. Well, speaking of bright background, uh, number two, we have Daredevil. Number 13. All right. This was, this was not one of my picks. Was this one of your picks, Pat? No, it was not. Mike? Uh, yeah, I picked this one. Let me see. Uh, this is all my family and part of Kevin's family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this I didn't pick this one because this one this one seems like it's incomplete art to me. I mean, it's like, where are the details? Give me some details, you know. They're in the fire. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like his face is missing, and you know, it's like uh, you know, I don't know. His right leg is missing. I don't. Know. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Look at it like his right leg is missing. Tell me I'm wrong. He was standing there, but he's in motion. I understand, Mike. Art Adams does that all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> I get it. Anyway, yeah, that's why I didn't pick this one. It's not a horrible cover. I'm just giving it a hard time. Yeah, well, obviously it's not. You're right, that's true. Science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, and then you choose the A cover, Mike. The A cover? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, what I what I should have probably done was enlarge that picture. I just looked at it and went right past it. So now I'm, I'm questioning. Maybe I should have gone to look at that one a little bit more. It seems like you should have. I, I didn't. It was, I well, yet, but we'll it's, there's not much to it, though. 
There's just two characters and then a white background. Yeah, it's just my uh, Daredevil bias coming through. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> well, now I'm going to look it up before the show's over and we'll share it. <laughs> okay. I want to see that, please. Okay. All right. And what is maybe the I'll cover? In, maybe, maybe I'll slip it into next week's and see if it gets some, <laughs> some votes. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But you'd have to you'd have to lie in your intro then. Yeah, I can do that. I wouldn't lie. I can. I He's can been doing that. it all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just makes up yeah. these uh, totals. Yeah, I don't get any votes for this. I just discard those. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> right. This is Mike's pick three, after all. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, these are the three that I pick. Everybody else's vote. <laughs> it don't even matter. Got it. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. I take, I, I count everybody. <laughs> All right. And, uh, finally, number one, oh, we've him hot around enough. We've got oh, Marvel on. Zero. Come on. Because everybody likes, kids like chains and, yeah, it's, uh... <sighs> I didn't see that until you mentioned it, Kevin. I mean, seriously, how are their faces going to be so close together without them punching each other? I don't. Yeah, I think maybe you know. Spidey just dropped in on it real quickly, you know, kind of like a real, a real funny. It's like, hey, we're just catching that instant right before the fight starts, essentially, kind of thing. Yeah, okay. well, I don't know if it's really a fight because uh, is he going to fight Venom here? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see any of those books, but but the art is the art. The art is cool in this. That's for sure. I, I definitely yeah, Patrick Gleason. I mean. It's yeah. hard to find stuff of his I don't like. Yep. Except for that Hulk number one variant. You see that, Patrick? It's not Rena Bell. Yeah, it looks like he it's pretty neat, but it looks like he drew it with a crayon. You have to grab that one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so during your segment, I'm gonna be pulling up uh so we've got Daredevil 13 and Hulk One. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so that that's it. Those are our top three. Nice. All right, cool. <laughs> I agree with one of them, not two of them. I Whoops. Oh, good right. job, Mike. It was it was a good job. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, studio audience. I don't know whether it's the. Uh, my spider verse my spider verse uh review how great my what not show was or the alcohol but something i'm exhausted already so <laughs> so or, which is which is actually uh i'm i'm kind of using that as a crutch to move into my next uh statement that uh, unfortunately i don't even have a review this week uh, i'm sorry about it you hopefully you guys aren't like me you guys have one right yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, I want to see him. I can't wait. Yeah, your your grandpa's chiming in. That was a great whatnot show. Yeah, thanks, your grandpa. I don't know whether you were here earlier when I gave you a shout out that yeah, you and Broton uh, 
make it uh, epic not only when you're there and just chatting up in general and then you grab some stuff we really appreciate that but then whenever you are also a cheering squad whenever some new random kind of joins my show and starts buying stuff i really appreciate it so yeah it was a fun show and i think i went two and a half hours last night too but anyway all right i shouldn't be up here uh this should be mike mike you're on deck what you got yeah let me get organized here i I have three sheets of paper for my notes and everything, and I get out of order all the time. Actually, it probably makes free. sense to do this. Pat, are you ready? <laughs> right. So he, well, yeah, he can get a break before. Yeah. Collect on the rise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not only did I read one book, I read six books this week. Nice. Oh my goodness. Oh my. You know what? Up. I'm gonna hate this review. I already know. Why? What do you make you because say that? Because I've heard good things about this, and I don't have these, and oh, okay. that talk me into wanting them. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, this is World's Finest, numbers six through eleven, by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, number six was the arts by Travis Moore, uh, sort of a fill-in issue. Uh, number seven has the incorrect artist listed on the cover. It, it says Moore again on number seven, but it's actually Dan Mora. Um, <clears throat> so this is uh like i said number six is sort of a fill-in issue it kind of bridges the gap between the first story arc and the second story arc um so it's sort of a standalone issue where they're robin got lost in time and they are trying to find him and he he's he's waiting for them to find them because he knows batman and superman are going to figure this out and they're going to find him and so he takes up with the circus and there's a little bit of um detective work going on about who's doing this and that um like i said just to fill an issue it's okay it, uh but nothing too memorable um seven through 12 or seven through 11 uh is, is the main focus here this is uh the boy thunder arc uh this is kind of neat you know i i kind of I, I i'm playing catch up here um and I'm surprised I didn't get spoiled for me, but I guess it's not a huge spoiler because there's a big Mark Wade kept talking up on his social media that this boy thunder character is somebody that we know in the DC universe and nobody has guessed it so far. He kept kind of teasing it, but he kept saying so far, nobody has figured out who it is. Uh, but basically this boy thunder is, is a character. He sort of has a Superman like origin. Uh, his planet was, on the brink of destruction and his parents supposedly send him off on, you know, a, a spacecraft and he ends up in our dimension. Um, he's the sole survivor of this explosion of this planet. We find out that it, the, the, the craft was basically made to carry not only the boy, but his family, but he kind of was goofing around inside the cockpit and, uh, messed up the machine and they had to rebuild the machine and they only had time to rebuild it so he could get out. So he is, he is the sole survivor of the planet. Um, he would be like the last me. one. You messed it up. You're staying. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah. So he's, he's trapped. He has these powers just sort of like Superman because of the red sun or the yellow sun. He, he gains these uh, powers sort of like heat um lightning type powers um and he's all alone so superman in addition to batman and, and robin sort of take him under their wing and 
he sort of becomes like a sidekick to Superman. And they're trying to train him to use his powers. Meanwhile, uh, he he's not doing the greatest. He 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 has anger issues, um, and you know they, they're trying to keep him on track the whole time. He kind of Robin kind of brings him in to the Teen Titans, uh, and they try to you know settle him down, get him used to this new world. Uh, meanwhile, the villains behind this arc are the Key and the Joker. Um, and this is, uh, they're, they're, they're basically trying to find a way to, I, I think that initially the, 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 what they wanted to do was kid, they, 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 there's this new boy thunder. They wanted to kidnap him and find out Joe. I think Joker really, he wanted to find out there's that mystery noise. They wanted to find out the, the identity of Superman and Batman. I think that was Joker's real objective here. Meanwhile, the key is he is into unlocking as you might surmise <laughs> is the key a new character i've never heard of him he is an old character but mark wade likes to dig up these old obscure villains okay. and heroes which okay um, it, it's kind of a thing for him he, tr- okay. he tries to reuse and you sort of reinvigorate vin- invigorate and uh tie That's them in cool. and make them more interesting yeah it's a talent. Uh, there's certain writers that like to do that. And I think it's, you know, it's bravo to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get the most out of, you know, something that's already out there. Right. Um, but he, so his, his deal is he, he, when they, they, what happens is they finally capture the boy thunder. Um, and the key, he, not only are they trying to figure out who Batman and Superman is, which they're unsuccess, unsuccessful in doing that, but the key wants to unlock the secrets to the multiverse because he's from a different universe. Um, so that's kind is of that li- is that literal or was that a no pun intended when you said he wants to unlock the secrets? Is there like an actual unlocking happening as the key? Yeah, basically, because he because he because he's the key, he thinks there's a key, a literal or figurative key to everything, you know. Gotcha. Okay. And so they want to use the, he he they want to use his knowledge and his they they know that he has a spaceship or that he came to to our Earth in. So he wants to try to figure out you know through all this, you know it, you know and become the master with his key to unlocking the multiverse. And him and Joker are gonna roll the multiverse, you know. Gotcha. Um, uh basically they they you know they 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 defeat in the end they defeat the key and the joker um and and i have to say this this is the joker i like this is this is the you know more classic joker not the uh cut my face off sew it back on joker um and and dan mora's art is just it's it's great it's top notch in these issues um it's a good showcase for him. You know, he, he, he does a great Superman. He has a great Batman. His teen Titans are all look wonderful. His Joker is awesome. He even makes this weirdo key villain, you know, look interesting. Um, uh, in, in the spoiler in all of this is in, in the secret that Wade had been keeping that, you know, this is a character that we know before this boy thunder. It, turns out and if you don't want to know i mean this book's been out for these books have been out for half a year now yeah um but boy thunder ends up 
eventually becoming Magog, who is the main villain villain from Kingdom Come. Ah, okay. So it, it, it really tied it together because, you know, he in Kingdom Come, Magog is sort of like the antithesis of like the 90s over the top hero, you know, no nonsense, bad butt, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas Superman was more Boy Scout. And so this is kind of cool because they're tying it back in to Superman in the past because Superman was sort of his mentor. And they're also tying it because Magog killed the Joker in Kingdom Come. And here he was very close to killing the Joker and, and they stopped him. So it, it all tied together very neatly at the end. Um, credit to Mark Wade and his writing. Um, it just... Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because it's this is a very good book. It's it's out of continuity. What well, is, but it isn't. It, it, it's like a tales from the past, but it seems fresh at the same time. And uh, it's one of those books where, you know, it's 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 really good, but it just never seems to find itself moving itself to the top of my reading list. So you know, here I am playing catch up. Well, I've got like I think I still got like six or seven more books, you know, backlogged on on this title for me. So. This this is, you know, it's 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 a strong get it. Um, it's one of the three DC books I'm buying these days. Not you know, well now they've added Mark Wade's also doing a uh, a Teen Titans book. Um, so we'll see that maybe another one added to my stack. So, uh, but they're doing he's doing great work. You know, he, this is he's sticking to his strong points. He's doing these classic characters. And digging into that minutia, like I said, using these old characters to their fullest. And uh, like I said, just comes down to a strong get it for me. Very cool. Yeah, I heard that this was one of the best books coming out of DC since its inception, you know, over a year ago. So what does that say? You know, it's like he, he's it's not current continuity. Mm, um, yeah. So what's that say about DC is a publisher right now, you know. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Mike, what what is your list again? You're going to show us is Daredevil 13A cover. What else? What was the other one? Um. Oh, uh, Patrick one. Gleason's Hulk variant. All right. Can can you also find a picture of Key? I want to see. Uh, <laughs> want to see Key? That's okay. what the recap will be today. Just the the, the yeah. The images we didn't see. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny he's not featured on any of these covers. Well, maybe he is in the cards there. I don't see him right off the bat, but well, yeah. you know what you said about Dan Moore's art. Yeah, he's an amazing artist, and that's why I kick myself for not getting these. I, I love his art. I've never been a fan. I may have mentioned this of the split faces, two characters. Yeah. Ah, on that issue eleven. He does it perfectly. And and my usually my my hiccup on it is things don't line up. It's like, oh, look at this, boom, and things don't line up. That's perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's true. I don't like that's- those either, but yeah, that actually looks pretty cool. I agree. That's how you do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's uh he's quickly climbing my list as you know, favorite artist. He's very he's just very good. He's a very good storyteller, very consistent artist. And you know, I, you know, he's been around for a, a, a while now, a long time. Um, so yeah, that's why he's the main reason I got that series once in future. Yeah, because um, because his artwork, I was like, this is phenomenal. 
Yeah, he's oh, a good athlete. Awesome. Well, it gives you something to look for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More I, to I, put I, on the list. Yeah. <laughs> usually when I find them, you know, in, in my, my secret areas, it's like they're like two ninety nine, which is a great price. I don't know if these are three ninety nine or four nine. I think these might be four ninety nine books. So Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Fine. I'll get them. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you got, right. Mike? Well, I read Brynmore number one. Oh. By Steve Niles, creator of 30 Days of Night. And uh, the artist is Damien Worm. And I guess they've worked together in the past. But um, this is issue one of five. And I'll do uh, so some of the interior artwork is just, it's really good. I, I really love it. Um, that is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's got a real small. It's it takes place on on an island, so it's got uh, kind of a. It, it really has that that small town, island type feel. So that's that's the artwork there. But basically, what we've got is uh, the main character, Mark Turner. He returns to Turner Island, which is named after his great 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 grandfather, and uh, his family had lived on the island for years and years. Um, and they were not uh, seen in a in a favorable light. They weren't good people. I imagine the, the the island people weren't didn't like them. Over the years, all of the Turners had, for one reason or another, left the island. So uh, when Mark returns to it, he's the only one there, and there hadn't been Turners there for a while. Um, so some of the uh, you know the the current residents are less than happy with his arrival. He has a couple run-ins with them. And in, in one of the run-ins, that's basically all the action you get in this book. It's it's all, you know, story, uh, kind of laying the groundwork for it. Um, he's got plans to renovate an old church. And then uh, when we get to the end, you know, he ends up finding a, a secret basement. And I guess in issue two, we'll find out what's in that secret basement. Um, it's got a great atmosphere that's created by the art. Uh, the dialogue and, and the storytelling, it's kind of just basic, really nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so this issue is, is all just setting the foundation, which hopefully issue two through five pick up picks up the pace, and, and uh, which it should, by the way. It, this one ended on the last page. Um, so I would say this is, you know, this is a get it if you've got an extra four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um or if you're a big, obviously, if you're a fan of Steve Niles and horror books, it's probably on your already on your list. But it, it really depends on what happens in issue two. I'm hoping it's yeah. good because I plan on getting all five issues. But you know, there's uh, right now the best thing about the first issue was the art. Yeah, that cover's great. That's for sure. And the the, the, the interiors are nice. Yeah. But yeah, that cover's awesome. Yeah, but it was real low key. Like I said, one one page of a little bit of action, and it's not even that much. It's just his little run in. No uh, vampire, no vampire at all in this. No, no. So that's Great why I'm hoping solution. issue two we find out what's in that little secret basement of the the church that he's uh, restoring, and then with that, you know, maybe some family secrets. I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. whoops. So there's the cover. There's the cover again. So Brynmo number one. Yeah, hopefully we'll see when you get back to it. Yep. 
and uh, I apologize again for uh, failing to get anything read. I was too busy binging uh, for all mankind to read anything. <laughs> yes. Holy crickets. <laughs> Sorry about it. Holy crickets, Batman. But then half of the audience is saying, well, that just gets us to our favorite. Yes. To Mike and Pat, that's all for you. Good job. But then I was, I was saying that, uh, yeah, that just, every, everybody doesn't mind hearing that I don't have a review anyway. That just gets us to their favorite segment sooner. Right. And then, uh, yeah, let's let's find out what July first means, right? Yep. I have a guess what July 1st means. I just came up with it while I was watching that. Okay, go ahead. Is it G.I. July? <laughs> well, you're on the right track. It's July okay. 1st, and that means not G.I. June, not G Joe I June. Yo, Joe. Yo, Yo, Joe June has come to an end. Right. Gotcha. But we still have the memories, including what was announced this week. So first up, we have we'll run through these rather quickly. You know, we we've got the Crimson Viper. These are all general twenty-five dollar retail Joes, six-inch scale. Uh, we have this is actually this. I think this was one from the week we were off. Um, we have a Desert Commando Snake Eyes, sort of oh, a that's cool take on Snake Eyes. Uh, classic villain Firefly. I know he has a lot of fans out there. Um, Tunnel Rat and Nunchuck, who I'm not familiar with. He must be a new character. I've never heard of him before. Um, All are very cool. The last thing for Yojo June is, you know, if, if you remember back to those Transformer crossover toys we've shown yes. on occasion. Uh, this one was announced. This is the Transformers collaboration with G.I. Joe. This is the... Sorry, I lost my place there. This is the Soundwave Dreadnought, Dreadnought Thunder Machine. Well, that would so, make sense. That's good. Yeah, so this is basically Soundwave crossed over with the Dreadnoughts Thunder Machine, which is their vehicle from back in the day. Uh, Soundwave and the decos of the vehicle. And then we get like a... We get Zartan and Zarana, and we get... What's his name? Ravage, maybe? The cassette that comes out of Soundwave? I think his name was yeah. Ravage. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, Soundwave was always a favorite of mine. Uh, the Dreadnoughts were always a favorite of mine. Whether they mash up 
100%? I don't know. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. And does this have anything to do with, uh, you know, maybe maybe this might be some kind of uh, not only a toy collaboration, but maybe in uh, what what did the Void... Yeah. Yeah, the Lord Rivals. Just, I think it was just a uh, nice coincidence. Ah, okay, okay. Um, sticking with Hasbro, uh, they had an Indiana Jones fan stream this week. You know, Dial Destiny came out uh, to apparently mixed reviews. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but we have. Yeah. Dipping back into Last Crusade for the majority of these figures and the, the built-in artifact, uh, we have Last Crusade Indy, we have Elsa Snyder, we have Henry Jones Sr. Very cool. The Grail Knight. Ha! <laughs> That's kind of a funny character, uh, action figure. Yeah. And, yeah. We get him uh, for 15 minutes or not even that long, 10 minutes right. maybe. Yeah. And he did nothing, but, you know. And, uh, the well, I'll show the other two figures and we'll talk about the build of piece that we have from the new movie, Dial Destiny. Jurgen Voller, Mads Mickelson, and we have Ronaldo, both characters from Dial Destiny. Yeah. And, the build of art artifact for all these figures is the Grail uh, Temple display. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, the way they've done the artifacts for the line. Um, and I guess we'll see what that means to us once we see the movie, right? Well, this is this is from uh, Last Crusade, the Grail Temple, of Last Crusade. So we've. Oh, I assume that, you've already seen that one, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't remember a table like that with the. I thought I remembered them kind of just scattered throughout that room that the night was in. They were they on a table like this? Yeah, it's been a while, but I, I assume they they're they're doing what they know they're doing there. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I the way I remembered it was there was hundreds of them too. It was like maybe not hundreds. I might be exaggerating, but like twenty. Yeah. It wasn't like just uh, four or five they got there or whatever. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Right. Hey, I was going to ask you too. Uh, are you familiar enough with uh, Dial of Destiny? That one new uh, action figure you showed there. Is that Jen Urso's dad? Yes. Yes, that's Jen Urso. Great. Great. Now we got Lando. I mean, Lando. Now we got Han and Jen Urso's dad. Yeah, Karen says she remembers the same as me for uh, The Last Crusade. But anyway, you know, I just like to make that correlation joke all the time. But anyway, you know, here we got a couple Star Wars people in a yeah. another not Star Wars show movie. <laughs> you guys know I who just... Ronaldo is? No, do you? I didn't until this morning because I wanted to look it up and make sure I knew what movie he was from. Okay. He's from The Dollar Destiny, but the actor... Is, Who's uh, the actor? Can't tell from the likeness. Hold on, let me uh, make my screen big here. <laughs> no, actually, I can't. Who's that? Yeah, I couldn't either. It's Antonio Banderas. Shut up. Really? Wow. Yeah. Man, it's been a while since we've seen him in anything. I guess that that's why we can't tell who it is. <laughs> 
Man, when's the last time Antonio was in a movie? I can't even remember. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know. He was big for a minute. I liked him a lot. So hopefully uh, this is his comeback. We'll Just see. like I said with my review last week with Michael Beans back, not back, because that movie's. But anyway, you know. I'm, I was just hoping this was an Indiana Jones comeback. Yeah. Um. So Target is doing once again their summer geek out, and we have a few McFarland items that are exclusive to Target. Um, exclusive as far as paint jobs, and as as far as these first two figures go. And that is the Jokerized Joker. What? <laughs> the Jokerized Joker? Yeah, where's my other one? Oh no. This isn't going to work if I don't have the other one. There's a Jokerized Batman. He's not here. Where did he go? He's been captured by the Joker. So basically, <laughs> the, it, it's the t- it's two Dark Knight, or, you know, the Christian Bale, or you know, era figures that they've right. re-released with more Jokerized paint schemes. And uh, the, the coolest thing about it, yeah, coolest, sort of a strong word, maybe. Okay. The build-apart figures for the Bane are also Jokerized. So you're going to get like a Jokerized Bane out of huh. this. If you now, the only two that they're apparently re-releasing are the Joker and the Batman, so you kind of have to use your pieces from the old wave um, and build the rest of them. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Unless they're planning to do more of these, that, which is possible. You have some, uh, you'll have a, you can build a different vein with uh, some green parts to them. Man, do you, you know, whenever they come up with stuff like this, do you feel like they must be having such great success and the sales are so great for the kind of basic stuff that they feel like they need to just pump more of this convoluted, I don't know what you want, you know, what this stuff that no one's thinking there, or maybe I'm projecting myself here, but no one's asking for, you know, yeah. I mean, or is it the opposite that their sales are so poor on the basic stuff? They think they got to have this out of the box thinking and make this crazy stuff to really push sales. Which, which one? Obviously, this is more your kind of thing than mine. Pat, what say you? What do you think? Or do you think it's something else? Well, I what, it, what I think it is. And there's I, I pulled up the Batman while you were pontificating, Kevin. Uh, there's that the is garbage. That is garbage. <laughs> That's pure garbage, Mike. What do you say? Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. Look at the screen. Look at the I'm working on those covers. Well, look at what Pat has on the screen now. Drop it for a second. Hold on. Okay. Let me uh hold on. Let me have a look here. I'm gonna make it. That's awesome. Shut up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's that's ridiculous. Pat, do well, we agree on this one? Do you think it's ridiculous too? Yeah, I, have, I mean, I have no interest in it. Okay. Um, here, here's yeah. what it is. Here's okay. what I really think it is, Kevin. Okay. Is you know, it's it it costs a lot of money for these companies to to, to make the sculpts and the molds, only to release them one time. Add the, to the fact that 
stores are always eager to get a quote unquote exclusive figure. So yeah. this is an this is an easy avenue for McFarlane. They've already spent the money for the sculpt. Now they can give Target an easy exclusive with a different paint job. That's ah. what that's what really this comes down to. All right, I guess that makes yeah. That's that that was that that doesn't go yeah with either and either one of my speculations. Which that's why I asked you because I knew you would know stuff like that. And that's I guess that makes sense, right? Business wise, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I want to see. I want to know. Uh, well, maybe one of our millions of viewers, or maybe a couple of them, when someone buys this and they have it at their house, and I'm not talking about once it goes on clearance or you find it at the thrift store, okay? When you buy this from Target, I want to see. I want to see it. I want to see you what you're doing with it at your house. Are you busting it open? Are you giving it to your kids? Are you playing with it? Is it hanging on the wall like with pride? I want to know who's buying this this character here. Yeah, I'd be curious too. <laughs> you know, in that, in that, you know, it, it goes to, to your point to the whole thing, the scheme of things is there's not going to be many of these. It's a Target exclusive. You know, it's not going to have a wide release. So if you really want it, man, go get it. Have at it. It's there for you. Okay. Yeah, the um, shop's going to be full. all right well then i you know i i'm glad things like this exist for you to show us pat your grandpa's chiming in on this my five-year-old son would want it but what five-year-old wouldn't that's true that's true your grandpa i agree with that yeah yeah but what five-year-old has a job where they can afford these yeah, that's true too, and yeah, and actually, yeah, I guarantee even a five year old would would look at the shelves and be like, "Yeah, I'll take that Batman and that Joker over this Jokerized Batman." <laughs> <laughs> if you gave him the options, but anyway. Yeah. All right, what we got I mean, next? <laughs> just you know, I'll give a little more credit to the Jokerized Batman, but you know, Jokerized Joker. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, that's. I, I'm looking for that on the box. Well, this is just the Jokerized line, and then this is the Joker. That's another confusing thing to me about McFarlane's. You know, obviously there's a ton of Batman's, and you know, obviously the there's like I've only seen like three different Batman descriptions on the bottom of the multiverses boxes. It's Batman, the Batman. You know, and that, you know, it's like it's very confusing. Yeah. In that regard as well, too. Like, why doesn't if this is the Jokerized Joker, why doesn't this say Jokerized Joker at the bottom? Yeah, no. And stuff like that. You know, whatever. They, they've even, you know, you see the little picture of Bane in the corner. That that's just the normal picture of Bane, from what I can tell. Yeah, they didn't even like Jokerize the picture of the parts on there. The only thing they added was the ha 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 and the smiley face on the right. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's. I think we've given these guys too much time. Yeah. time. Yeah. I love McFarland though. 
Well, here's something else, McFarlane. Here's Ninja Spawn. He's also a Geek Out exclusive. I don't know if he's been re-released. These are just different colors. I'm not enough familiar enough with the uh, Spawn line. Um, those, yeah, these were all 25 retail figures. This is a two-pack. This is Doomsday versus Superman. Yeah, I saw this actually in store. Um, wait, did I see it in store or did I see it online? I can't remember. Um, and if it was cheaper, I'd probably grab this. This is pretty cool. This is uh, $60 retail. Yeah. I don't know if these are the first releases, you know. Again, not not totally up on my uh, McFarlane. Um, they look fine. Um, yeah, I like them. These two, not part of the geek out, but I'm going to include them here because we're on McFarlane. This is the Justice Buster. This is this is a mega fig in addition to another mega fig, the Anti-Monster Monitor from uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. So these are your larger figures. These are running... $40 retail. Can I put a Batman in that Justice Buster? Do not know. Okay. Maybe not that version. Kind of like the Hulkbuster that the Titan Hulkbuster that Mark has actually fit Iron Man into it. It's awesome. Yeah, that's okay. very cool. Yeah, yeah. It still has it, actually. I mean, that looks cool, though. I mean. Yeah, and uh, to wrap up the fest. We have some Star Wars. These are also exclusive to Target. This is Commander Apo from Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Duels and Darth Vader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the big selling point here is the helmet. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's about... Yeah, I like uh, that. Pretty nice job there, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether it's enough to justify buying in another Darth Vader figure, that's up to you. Right. Um, Do people think this? You know, I'm, I always like to mock, you know, the you know the latest Darth Vader figure or whatever. But do people think that way about me with all the Boba Fets I have? Is it the same? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not like he. I mean, yeah, he's got the same. Those are the same clothes he was wearing in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is dirty, right. dirty uh, cape. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dirty cape. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. Yojo June is over. Uh, July has just begun. Uh, make up whatever you want Ju July to be, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go go forward, you collectors out there. That's it for the horizon this week. Awesome. Well, I've obviously loved this show too because my face hurts. Anytime my face is hurting because I'm grinning and giggling so much like a schoolgirl. Yeah. That's that's my rating. That's my rating system for how great the show is. So uh, it's a great job. <laughs> Thanks, audience. Appreciate that. All right. So that'll bring us to the end. And then I guess we're going to get some uh, original excitement during the recap, though. Right, Mike? You ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I'm mad at myself because, yeah, Patrick's right. I do like this 
Daredevil cover better. This is the Marco Cicchetto cover. And, you know, I, it was small and I didn't expand it and I should have because it just kind of. Hey, get rid of that. We're not doing it until after the recap or till we do the recap. I thought, I thought this was the recap. I haven't. Did you forget wow. about this? Anyway. There you go, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, yeah, I so I wanted to interrupt that. you too. I, I, man, I had something in my head I was gonna do, but I, I, I passed on it. But yeah, we're mad at you now too. Once we see this cover, okay, now let's see it. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. But um, but yeah, I, I, this is this is really good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I should have selected that one instead. Looks like a completed cover. I want to vote Daredevil into pick three this week. <laughs> That's cool. Um, that is cool. And, th and then the Hulk cover, it's I said it looked like he did it with crayons. It was it was more like just like a marker. Oh man. Oh that well, I usually does... really like Patrick and stuff. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But he you know he I'll give him credit because he does he he does good um I don't know what you want to call it. You know, standard work you know but yeah. then he'll he'll do these experimental covers so i'll give him credit for trying something different you're right let's say yeah, his, his his usual standard artwork is is usually very good but he, he'll do these uh experimental covers every yeah. once in a while this kind is one of the biggest thing i have to say about yeah <clears throat> the biggest thing i have to say about this cover is if it didn't have the incredible hulk on there i don't know if i could make hulk out of that jeez <laughs> Right? I mean, maybe the radioactive and green would give it away, but other than that, it's 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 uh yeah. Yeah, not a fan, but I can see what you're the, saying, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, the key I couldn't find uh any from that run, the Dan Moore stuff. But I've got I was able to find this Brian Bolland. Um probably from one of the, I, I think this is what what I can't remember what series Bolland did all those covers for is he undead or something i don't think what? so that, that's pretty much what he looked like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's another that looks like obviously the interiors of a book i don't know which book huh so that's basically relative, what the guy looks like relative to lobo hmm. all right good oh. job mike good job recapping what we didn't know we wanted to see during the episode. That should be a new edition. I have regular recaps. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We, that should be a regular addition to the regular recaps uh, before the regular recaps. But let's get into the regular recaps then. Uh, Karen's chiming in that uh, the key reminds her of the goblin. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. <clears throat> All right. What you got, Pat? Oh, boy. Apple TV is free for everyone. Well, I mean, mostly everyone, it seems. Yeah. Okay. Mike? I'll, yeah, I'll be finding that out soon. <laughs> is that your recap? <laughs> no, no, my recap. Um, 
Kevin's uh, review for Across the Spider-Verse, I gave it, I don't think he didn't give his popcorn. So I think it's five popcorns and they're all stale. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't like to get into my feels, but uh, Finch is one where I, I didn't mind it so much. So, um, Once again, uh, the wheel proves that you just can't ever trust what it might land on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I want to be more. Let's decide our own destiny here. <laughs> I think the wheel was your idea, Mike. <laughs> I know. I can admit when I'm wrong. I think you need to add a Mike's choice slice to that pie. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, there we oh. go. <laughs> Pat, see, this is what Pat does. He just says things that are great ideas. Because that's what it should he be. There should be a Mike's choice, Pat's choice, Kevin's choice. And, oh, yeah. and one of us gets to decide for everybody. That would be great. Let me find my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, was, who, who's, who's, whose recap was that? I don't know. Um, I think it might be mine. Um, okay. I, I just had a thought when you were reviewing uh, one of your movies. You said it's a, a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. And Finch. what's funny is that means all other movies are pre-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. That's true. But they never true. described as that. <laughs> That's true. Now on they will be. Right. Yeah. Is this pre or post? Apocalyptic. I think when it comes to Kevin, I think uh, that'd be the rarity. Pre <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Never watches any pre's. <laughs> On that note, check out the pre-apocalyptic movie for all mankind. It's not the NASA you know, but mm. it is NASA. Mm. Hey, Todd, no more Jokerized figures, okay? Please, please, please. I'll, I'll piggyback on that. Jokerized Joker is like chocolate flavored chocolate. Mm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, since we're on that topic, uh, please forgive me for not having a review this week, but I'm not sure anybody missed me or missed that, missed that segment of it since I had a hour and 10 minute uh, bashing of Spider-Verse. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Well, other than I, that, have, I, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive you for now for your review of Spider Verse, Kevin. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll piggyback we'll on see. that. Kevin spent so much time taking notes on Across the Spider Verse that he didn't read a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are nailing it today. Nice. That's all I got. Um, yet another addition to the. Multiple actors we know from one major IP to another IP, apparently, from a Star Wars to an Indiana Jones crossover again. So just just hire new people. We, You know, if you hire new people, Hollywood, you make more people rich. And they're always the one that act like that's what they want to do. They want to hook up a bunch of people. We'll start hiring different people. Roll the dice on some new people. Just write the story well. We don't care who the actor is, as long as they don't completely suck. If the story's done well and the special effects and the production is well, 
We'll love it. Just give us new actors. That's well, he ha- he has the trifecta, Kevin. He was in Doctor Strange also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Exactly. Yep, yep. All right. So, yeah, that's all I got, too. So. Yeah. Apparently, Mike's done, too. So. <laughs> yeah, Mike just left. <laughs> no, I did. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that'll do it. Let's uh, let's get into some. Uh... Thank you, audience. Um, so, Karen, I really missed you the last show with this. So here we go. Uh, so first of all, please like and comment on this video, as well as subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications. Please like the video. Like it now, right this second. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Please subscribe to Comics and Collectibles in the Crawl Space on Spotify for podcasters or many other podcast providers. And please listen to the edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted, God willing, later today or tomorrow. Sorry about being extra late last week, but, you know, our... Our uh, podcast numbers uh, rivaled our live stream numbers last week, too. So apparently I didn't upset too many people. Um, then follow Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. And follow Acceler underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. Uh, watch our shows on the Whatnot app weekdays, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So a little bit of uh, extra time in between the next uh, show. Uh, your grandpa saying have a good one have a good fourth you too your grandpa um but i do have the uh, next whatnot show already scheduled next thursday the 6th so if you could go there now and bookmark that i appreciate it and then lastly watch our next live stream on oh wait no no i'm sorry i'm sorry uh check out what we have to offer on ebay at excel underscore comics and our website excelercomics.com then lastly Watch our next live stream on YouTube or Facebook. It says next Saturday. I apologize. It's going to be two Saturdays. Every time that's not next Saturday, I always forget to change it. Anyway, <laughs> right. Two Saturdays, which I do believe will be July 15th. 15th. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. And uh, that's going to be an exciting uh, episode for multiple reasons. Uh, mostly uh, Cover Combat 5 excitement mm-hmm. and action. So. Yeah. Be there, be square. So, yep. anybody else got anything else? No. Um, just. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, everybody have a uh, an awesome, safe Independence Day. Yes, definitely. I second that. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you remembering that kind of stuff. That's appropriate, Mike. Good job. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. Now, thank you for everyone that checked us out today and uh, lots of comments. Love it. Really appreciate y'all being here and in the whatnot show and every everything everything else we do. So, until next time, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome and reading a great story is fun. So, why not pick up a comic book and do both? Excel her out. <laughs>